We are live. Brian Adams with Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. The Brian Adams Show, Caffeine for the Mind, thoughts that wake you up and make you think. Man, we had a great show yesterday, uh, even better today, I mean, if, if, if we can top it. Man, I can't wait. I, I want to share a little bit with you uh, out of, uh, I got eight, when I do a, my mental martial art boot camp, I teach eight steps to achieve any goal, kind of simplistic. And uh, over the next several days, I'm going to be sharing uh, a couple of those steps every day with you. Today, we're going to talk about steps one and two. But, man, uh, as I'm doing that, if you did not show up with your pen and your paper, your journal, please run, get it. Uh, man, when we take our break, come back from our break, our guest today is uh, Darshan Shantai. And uh, the 24-hour champion, this guy does three, four-day boot camps, uh, 10 hours a day. So uh, we're going to be talking a mile a minute. We're going to be going back and forth. Uh, this guy's got so much content that he wants to share with you, things that can really just take your, take your life, take you where you're at right now. And uh, like he says, you know, 24-hour you know, uh, the, the champion is uh, just, man, we're talking minutes. This, this guy's going to show you how to take habits that you've, you've had for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years of your life that's been holding you back and how you can actually transform your life almost instantly. Uh, so uh, that's going to be excited. But right now, caffeine for the mind, thoughts that wake you up and make you think. Man, anything you want, anything you want, eight steps to achieve any goal. I have been teaching this now for over 20 years, started out in my martial arts school, and I fine-tuned it a little bit but really didn't have to. I mean, uh, these eight simple steps, and when I put them together and I had taught them for 10 years and went to a couple of big seminars and some of the gurus in the personal development you know, uh, uh, industry told me, well, you know, seven's a magic number. You really ought to get that down to seven. And I said, well, man, you know, I, I could. I could I could do seven steps, you know, but there's eight. You got to take eight. <laughs> I mean, and you really only need one or two. You really need, it's all about action. But, boy, you know, uh, so you can pick and choose the steps that, that really are, you know, because there's certain things that are holding you back. But when you do all eight consistently, and uh, and, and the way that we're, we're going to talk about it over the next couple of days here, uh, it's guaranteed without fail anything that, that it is that you're trying to achieve. And it's very simple. Let's get to it. Let's get down to it. Number one, and eight steps to achieve, number one, write it down. Write it down. The least amount of action. And I'm telling you, the great mind, like Albert Einstein said, he doesn't try to remember anything that he can write down. I'm telling you, whatever it is that you're, you're trying to achieve that's in your mind right now, anything that it is that you want, whether it's a pay raise, a promotion that you want at work, a, a, a certain type of individual that you want to start dating, a book that you want to write, a business that you want to start, weight that you want to lose, whatever it is, a habit that you want to break and get rid of, whatever it is, man, that first step is write it down. I mean, if it's, whatever it is, it, it's, you, you must write it down. And some people go, well, you know, I really don't need to write it down. I, I know it. I know it. You know, I think about it all the time. Tell, I'm telling you, man. Take it, write it down. You know, one of the great speakers, one of the great trainers, one of the great sales, you know, uh, personal development teachers uh, of all time, Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy. I was at a seminar of his, and, and he calls it the magic piece of paper. And me and uh, probably, ah, oh, this must have been man, 15, 16 years ago, but we were at, at an event that Brian, uh, Brian Tracy was speaking at, and he called it the magic piece of paper. He said, write down 10 things that you want in your life, and, and you fold that piece of paper up as tight as you can get it, and you go home, and you hide it somewhere, or you put it away somewhere that you can't get to it, and you pull it out a year later, three years later, five years later, and you'll be surprised that 
without even looking at that piece of paper again, 80% of those things will be accomplished. And my wife, we're sitting in the front row, and my wife is listening to this, and she's elbowing me and nudging me, about to knock me out of my seat. And I'm looking at her like, you got to be kidding me, right? I said, we just spent all this money to be in the VIP section. I mean, we're so close to the stage, you scare the band. The main speaker I wanted to hear was Brian Tracy, and you're bugging me to death? I said, what is it? <laughs> and so we, we wait for a break. We're out in the lobby, and I'm saying, okay, 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 it was that important. You know, please tell me, what, what is it? And she goes, I'm not going to tell you. I'll tell you when we get home. And I'm like, you're killing me. Come on. So we get home. I'm, I'm fired up. I, I got to know what is it that's so important that, that she's interrupting Brian Tracy. She goes, I'll tell you what it is. Matter of fact, I ain't going to tell you. I'm going to show you. She goes to the bedroom. She's got this box of all her, you know, I don't know, you know, secret stuff. It's the, it's the daughter's birth certificates. It's the health records. You know, it, it's all the private stuff where she keeps it. And down somewhere in the middle of the box, she pulls out a birthday card, and she goes, remember this? And I'm looking at it, and I know I got to say yes, right? It's a birthday card. I'm like, uh, yeah. She goes, no, you don't. She goes, inside this card, you know, uh, and at the time that I gave her that birthday card, we had made some probably bad choices. We were living out in Las Vegas. We had left Southern California and uh, going to start a new life in Las Vegas. Moved out there. Just wasn't crazy thrilled about it. I was going to had plans to open up a karate studio and we just didn't really like it. Didn't want to invest money and, 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 and start building a karate studio there when we knew that we really wanted to be back in Southern California. So uh, it was probably a tough time in our life. So I had wrote down in that birthday card that, uh, you know, I'm going to, you know, have us back in Southern California. I'll have us the pool with a yard and, and, and the and the, uh, uh, the the car that we want, and we'll have a business, this type of construction business, and inside the construction business, we'll have a karate studio. And, and I had worked a whole bunch of stuff down, and uh, here she was. She had kept it, and she said, you're right, just like Brian Tracy said, that magic piece of paper, it, it, it all came to pass. I, I had wrote down 10 things, ladies and gentlemen. Trust me, just the power of writing it down. I had wrote down 10 things. At that time, nine of them had come to pass and was true. The only one that had not come to pass was a new baby. We didn't have a new baby at the time. And she goes, look at that. All ten things are there. Well, almost. There's only one missing. And a year later, we had that new baby. So uh, be careful what you write it down. So eight steps to achieve. The first one is writing it down. Just take that, you know, take and, and, and write it down. Uh, number two. Here it is, man. As you're writing it down, first of all, just write it down. Don't even, you know, don't get bogged up on how you're going to write it down. Man, hopefully you got your journal, but if you're sitting somewhere right now at a restaurant, a cafe, and you're, you're behind the desk, whatever it is, grab one of those yellow, yellow pieces of paper that you stick somewhere. Just start writing it down. You know, you can transfer it over to your journal later. But number two is get specific. Mm, mm, mm. Get specific. And I'm telling you, write down as much. Do you, I mean, it, it is not enough to say you want a new car. Because, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what's new to you uh, uh, or what's new to someone else may not be new to you. So you may end up with a 20-year-old car, and uh, you're going, wait a minute. I have that doggone Brian. I wrote down I wanted a new car. Didn't he know what I meant? It ain't me. Okay? It's you got to be specific. You've got to write down exactly what it is that you want, what kind of book, what that book is going to do to the world when they read it. And, uh, I mean, even if it's one of these, you know, Twilight movies, and I say that because by you know, all my daughters you know, love the Twilight movies and the new one's getting ready to come out. But, you know, if you're writing that type of a book, uh, science fiction, whatever it is, you know, you've got to know what your what emotion you want the, the readers to leave with when they when they finish that book. Uh, so or if it's a personal development book, which I prefer, you know, what is it they're going to take away? You know, if it's a car, what kind of car? If it's money, how much money? 
uh, if it's a business, write down as much detail as you want. Here's why that's so important. There's a part of the, the brain at the, bas at, the, at the base of the, uh, the brain in the back you know, of your neck there, there's a part called the reticular activating system. The reticular activating system, RAS. That's like the world's greatest secretarial. And, and, and what that is is we get bombarded with so many bits of information per minute, like 2,000 bits of information per minute. If all of it come rushing in, if, it, if you absorbed all of it, you, you'd, you'd pretty much be nuts. And a lot of times that's where the medication comes in to, to help people that are mentally disabled. Or if you see someone that's in a coma, or if you're watching Dr. House, the TV show, or any of these doctor shows, ER, and you'll hear them say, well, let's, let's put him in a medical coma. What that means is they give you the medication and put you in a coma. When you're in a coma, which means there's no stimuli coming into the brain and disturbing you. So you're not getting any information in there. It's that reticular activating system that stops things from coming in. So if you've ever had a car and you buy this brand new car and you think you're the only one in the neighborhood with the new red Subaru or whatever it is, you buy it, you're driving home, and you pass three other red Subarus or at least Subarus, and you're looking at them going, wait a minute, I bought this because nobody has one. I wanted to be different. Now, what? Now, now they're showing up everywhere. That's because now you've let your brain know that you're interested in Subarus. So now they're everywhere. They've always been everywhere. You just didn't let your brain know that you were interested in them. You know, the great, one of the great uh, Chinese philosophies, you know, the, one of the statements, Confucius, is uh, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. You've, you've heard that over and over again. When the student's ready, the teacher will appear. See, the teacher has always been there. You just haven't been ready. Or you haven't let your brain know that you're ready to accept that information and let that kind of information come in. So the teacher's always there. I mean, you're sitting around at, at, at 3 a.m. and you're watching some of these infomercials and, on how to buy foreclosures and, and flip properties and make all kind of money or lose the weight, whatever it is. So you get into the real estate business. You, you, you paid a 9.97 and the boxes come and now you, you're going to make all this money and you start looking around and there's signs up on the, the street post saying, you know, 1-800, I'll sell your house. You know, 1-800, I'll buy your house. So now you're starting to see real estate stuff and foreclosures and flip properties, you're seeing it everywhere. And you're sitting there going, man, now everybody's doing it. Look, they were always doing it. You just weren't aware of it. You didn't let that part of your brain know that you were aware of it. So you've got to be specific. So, uh, so anything you want, eight steps to achieve any goal, one and two. One, you've got to write it down. Two, you've got to be specific. You've got to let your brain know what's important to you. You've got to let that information seep in. You've got to be aware of it. And, and I'm telling you, when, when personal development, losing weight, uh, building your business, that kind of stuff is important to you and you let your brain know that, man, that's when you start understanding that there's programs like, you know, Caffeine for the Mind and there's guests on those shows like Darshan that we're going to be coming back with. We're going to take a break. We're going to go uh, pay some, some of the bills. And when we come back, we're going to have this man online with us, please. Uh, you know, I want you to tune in and listen to the commercials because I want you to, uh, to buy the products and, and help support the people that help support us who we help in turn help support you. But I want you to have that pen and paper. I want you to be ready. We're going to come back. This guy is phenomenal. Don't miss any of it. We'll be right back. I'm telling you, he's made the change of the lives of over 30,000 people from all walks of life and created many, you mean hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenues for his clients. I mean, that's those guys. But today, we're, we're, we're blessed to have Deshaun with us. He's going to be taking, you know, talking to us about you know, how we can change our lives in not days, not years, not weeks, but in hours. 
uh, by getting to the root causes of the issues that block us, you know, from living that fulfilling lives that we've always desired, you know, things that you've been thinking about. And, and uh, you know, you hear people uh, at, at birthday parties and they've got the candles on the cake and it's uh, make a wish and blow it out. You know, those secret desires that we've had, but the things, the, the issues that block us from, from, you know, fulfilling those issues, you know, Deshaun's going to help us get through those. Uh, he's the author of a brand new book, 24-Hour Champion. Uh, that's discovering and living your priceless life. You hear that, ladies and gentlemen? Your priceless life. That, that MasterCard commercial, you know, this, this, and that, this much, this much, that. Your life, priceless. Uh, he wrote this book to help at least 15 million people to, to, to let go of the fears and the doubts that stop them and replace them with the passion, the power, and a renewed sense of purpose and the freedom to pursue it. Man, I could go on and on. This guy does three days, you know, seminars, workshops, works with people all over the, the, uh, the, 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 the nation, all over the world. Uh, got a program called CPR, the Core Problem Removal. I mean, it, it goes on and on, but let's just bring them online. Everybody help me welcome. Thank you for taking the time out of your day and being here with us. Darshan, are you there? How you doing, my man? I am here, and I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Thank you, Brian, for having me. Oh, I, I, I appreciate you being here with us. Uh, I mean, we've had some guests over the, over the weeks, you know, uh, and guests have come, but you... You know, uh, when we started communicating uh, two or three weeks ago, I was, you know, kind of fired up and, and tried to get you on earlier than, than this. And uh, you were booked up and, and uh, got in here as, as quickly as you could. And I, I appreciate that. But, man, you know, let's, uh, I, I want to kind of just jump right into the 24-hour champion, the book, because I know, you know, it's, it's not just a book as much as, uh, you know, I love, you know, the, the fact that it's, uh, it's a self-discovery manual, you know, for life and uh, for living. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. What you just said is absolutely perfect. It hits the nail right on the head. When you discover what's going on in you that's been blocking you, you can then change your own mind about it. And when you change your own mind about it, your change is permanent. Whether that's changing your own mind about yourself, about what you do, about your future, about your partner, it doesn't matter. Whenever you change your own mind, your change is permanent. And so I wrote the book as a personal development book to help people get to those core beliefs, those core blocks, and those core barriers that stop them from having whatever it is they say they want. You know, there are millions of personal development books out there, and I've read so many I can't even count them. And when I sit down, when I sat down to write this book, I thought to myself, what's going to set this apart? What's going to make it mm -hmm. different? In other words, why would somebody want to get this? Well, first of all, it's going to deal with core issues. It's not about motivation because motivation doesn't last. It's about yeah. transformation. A butterfly is transformed from a caterpillar, and once it's transformed, it doesn't go back to being a caterpillar anymore. And when you transform yourself and transform your beliefs, you don't go back to the old you anymore. So mm. I said, well, how can I get this the quickest, the easiest way across to people? And the whole book is based in asking questions, getting people to ask themselves the right questions, the ones they've never even thought of, that will take them to further and further and further levels down into their core belief systems and, in fact, into their unconsciousness. Because your conscious things in your life that you know do not run your life, the mm -hmm. unconscious things, the things you don't know run your life, and you can't change what you don't know. So you got to deal with a problem at its unconscious core 
and then it doesn't come back anymore. And that's what the whole book aims to do, and it looks at nine different specific areas. Did that answer your question, Brian? Uh, it, it did, but it raised even more questions, meaning, because uh, I'm loving it, because is uh, when I'm working with people and, and uh, either you know coaching them or mentoring them is uh, and, and I know so many people in the personal development you know uh, area you know in, in the in that field and not enough of them do what you know I try to do and, and what you're talking about right now which is get to the core get to the you know to the root of it get to the who you really are and you'll see people make some changes you know uh, for a week for two weeks or they stop smoking for a month or two months, but if they don't change that, that, that core, you know, they really haven't went from caterpillar to butterfly, you know, because people, oh, they say they change, but then they slip back into it six months later, then they really didn't change, because I don't know too many butterflies who change back into a caterpillar, so, I mean, you know, kind of, you know, share with, uh, with us, you know, what, what you mean when you say the core, when, when you get, you know, trying to get down to the core, but I mean, but, Subconscious, is that what you're talking about? Uh, uh, I mean, you know, describe what the core is, if you can. The, the core is indeed your subconscious, and it's, it's at the root. Think of a weed. When you pull a weed out by its roots, what happens? It doesn't grow back. But if you pull it out just by the top, sure, it makes the grass look pretty for a little while, but in a few weeks, the weeds pop up again. And that's what people seem to do. They just deal with the problem at its surface level or they run from it or hide from it, they, or they'll put a Band-Aid on it, and it doesn't deal with the issue at its source. Like you said, smoking. People say, oh, I can quit any time. I've quit ten times before. Well, in truth, they've never <laughs> quit at all. They've just stopped. Yeah. Quitting is permanent. Yeah. Stopping is temporary. So why is it that people don't quit? Well, because they've never gotten to the root cause of what made them smoke in the first place. So what's the root cause? Well, maybe they don't believe in themselves. Maybe they don't feel good about who they are and smoking makes them have some kind of sense of control. Maybe they did it to fit in and to look popular when they were kids. And 30 years later, they're still trying to look popular. And if they've never seen that, they go, oh my God, I don't have to look popular mm. anymore. I don't need to be in control anymore. And in that moment, they gain leverage. They gain a freedom that they've never had because they've seen something that they've never seen before and in that moment when they go I don't need that anymore that's when their life changes that's what mm. it is to stuff at the core same thing with people who are overweight same thing with salespeople who can't sell anymore they're too afraid to ask for the business well what's really going on most people have some kind of fear of failure or some kind of fear of rejection some kind of fear of success and what I help them do is see those beliefs for what they are because in reality, and this is a specific example of a fear of failure or a fear of success or a fear of rejection, most people I say, why don't you have what you want in sales, the money? Well, I'm scared of rejection. Or why don't you have the relationship you want? Well, I'm afraid to ask her out or him out because I don't want to get rejected. And I tell them over and over again, there's no such thing as a fear of rejection. And they look at me like I'm crazy. What do you mean there's no such thing as a fear of rejection? So here's what I say. Look, if you ask a girl out and she says no, what do you tell yourself about you? And they're like, yeah. well, I'm not good enough or I'm not nice enough or not something enough. Um, that's the problem. I said, so it's not a fear of rejection, my friend. You don't want a fear of validation. Mm. Man, let me, hey, hey, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, I just... Uh, 
I don't, yeah, I don't want to interrupt you because, I, I, man, I'm, I'm taking my own notes and writing my own journal right now. But is uh, we got to take a short break, pay some bills. But uh, is a lot of people don't want to uh, look in the mirror like you're asking them to look. I mean, you know, they're almost afraid of that. And uh, so you, because you're asking them to admit some some things. So when we come back after this break, I, you know, I want to you know ask you how we can get them to look in the mirror and admit some of them and what actions they they take. Uh, to get to get them started and then uh, kind of just uh, get to know you a little bit more too but we're gonna be right back we're gonna take a short break and then uh, man people you uh, you're in for it we'll be right back we're back this is Brian Adams on Zeus radio network for hear women talk welcome back everybody the Brian Adams show caffeine for the mind you talk about thoughts that wake you up and make you think, man, we have been sharing those uh, over the last 30 minutes. Uh, Mr. Shanti is with us, uh, Darshan, and his book, The 24-Hour Champion. And, you know, right before we went for break, boy, I, I almost had to slow him down a little bit because he's giving you too much information. And, and uh, boy, I want you, you guys to soak it up. But, you know, talking about getting to the core, whether it's smoking or, you know, any, any of the habits that you keep trying to break or say you break. Uh, yeah, I quit smoking and... I've quit smoking eight times, and uh, you know during the break, you know uh, Darshan was sharing with me with you know they've never really quit; they've only stopped for a little bit. Because once you quit, that's permanent. And uh, you know what he's saying is there's a reason. I mean, if uh, you're if you're using food, which I believe is the number one uh, drug choice of Americans, uh, to to break that you know instant gratification, using it for the instant gratification to break that emotion that you're in at the moment, uh, you're using it for a reason. If you're smoking, you're you're, you're doing that for a reason. And, uh, you know, Darshan was saying, hey, you got to look in the mirror and uh, you have to admit to yourself why you're doing it. You got to get to the core reason. And, and Darshan, you know, before we went to break, I was saying, man, that's, that's tough. You're asking someone to look in the mirror and, and uh, really admit to themselves that, hey, I'm doing this for a reason. How, how do we get someone to do that? In one word, and that is pain. Um, mm. If you look at your life and you look at all of the pain that it is costing you to keep doing whatever habit it is that you're doing, whether it's bad relationships, eating too much, whatever, smoking, it doesn't matter. When you look at all of what it costs you, emotionally, mm. mentally, physically, spiritually, and really take responsibility for it and go, whoa. In other words, if the pain becomes too much to stay where you are, then whatever pain you think you're going to experience to change won't be nearly as much, and you'll move. So that's one word and one way of looking at it through pain. You can also look at it through pleasure. See, as human beings, we're all motivated by avoiding pain or by gaining pleasure. Simple example I use, you want to pick an apple out of a tree, you're going to pick the low-hanging fruit, you're not going to go get a ladder and climb up to the top to pick an apple. It's too much work. Or you're not going to, mm -hmm. uh, in a parking lot, you're going to look for the closest spot until it becomes too long, then you'll park anywhere because 20 minutes of driving around is ridiculous. <laughs> and that's the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you look at the pleasure. What's it going to be? How great is your life going to be? See, most people look at it the other way. They look at how horrible it's going to be to do the work. And I say, look at how great it's going to be when you've done it, when you've accomplished mm -hmm. your goals, and then take responsibility for that. Awareness is the key, and pain and pleasure are the two big primary motivators. And that's how they can look in the mirror. And if they go, yeah, you're right, it stinks being this way, then they're going to do something about it. And if they're like, ah, I can deal with it, 
then they won't. And that's the whole key. Yeah. Create enough pain or create enough pleasure. The pain will push you away. The pleasure will pull you towards your goal. Mm. And, uh, you know, the, the, the title of the book, The 24-Hour Champion, uh, define champion. I mean, what, is, what does being a champion mean to you? You know, that's great. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you actually asked that because I ask that to people all the time. It's about yeah. you being your own champion, whatever champion actually means to you, whether it's meaning the best you can be, whether it's getting over some issue you wanted to, whether it's uh, living the life of your dreams. What does it mean to be a champion to you, to be a winner to you? That's the whole point. And why 24 hours? Well, two reasons. Number one, you can change your life in a day. You can change your life in a second, actually, permanently. And yeah. if you can do it in a day, number one, and then you can be 24-hour, I mean, a champion 24 hours a day. So it takes one minute, one hour, one day to change your life, and then you can stay that way forever. That's, that was the point of the book title. And then as far as the subtitle, Discovering and Living Your Priceless Life, you see, I've said this for years, you can either be priceless or worth less. And people mm. don't believe in their value. They don't respect, they don't honor, they don't love, they don't cherish themselves. So they believe they are less than. And when they believe in their worthlessness instead of their pricelessness, their lives take a completely different turn. They don't go for their hey, dreams, hey, hey, relationships. Dorsh yeah, go ahead. Hey, Dorsh, let, me, let me stop you real quick because I, uh, I really want you to repeat almost what you just said, the whole priceless and worthlessness, and, uh, you know, because this is Hear Women Talk, a social network, and, uh, you know, the majority of our audience is women, and I believe, you know, I got three daughters of my own, and uh, I've got two sisters, and, and the two sisters, you know, didn't have uh, the parents that uh, my three daughters have, so I've seen my, my sisters, and I've seen their friends, and uh, so many women make such bad choices in men, uh, and I've looked at them for years in, in uh and I'm looking at them going, man, they, they, they must be with that kind of individual because of, you know, uh, like you just said, you know, they don't see that they're priceless and they think of themselves as worthless. I mean, that almost has to be it. And, when you know, and uh, my brother who just, you know, can't, can't break the drug habits. And, and so to do those things to his body and sleep on, you know, uh, you know bus stop benches and, and underneath bridges and, and turn himself in for, you know, crimes just so he can uh, have a place to, to lay his head in, in prison is, again, you know, I just, I, what you just said, it just kind of resonates with me because I think people need to hear that. So, I mean, if you can, just, 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 I really want it to sink into people, you know, is uh, that whole priceless and worthlessness again, how people view themselves. So what is it that you say to them again? What I say over and over again is you can either be priceless or worthless. Not yeah. necessarily worthless, yeah. but worthless. And then there are some yeah. people that take it to the extremes of worthless, I mean, I mean yeah. worthless altogether. You yeah. brought up women in abused uh, relationships. Now think about that. They don't feel good about themselves on any level. So that they'd yes. rather stay with a man who beats them and maintain the illusion that somebody wants them, that they have some value, because if that man leaves, then what they'll have is their core belief about themselves validated that they're not worth anything. And when they believe that down to their core and it's validated externally as well as internally, then what happens is life's not worth living. And that's how the mm. extreme, how far some people take it. So the 
instead stay in the relationship where they get abused over and over again because it's better. As harsh as this sounds, a punch in the face, at least they're still alive, and at least they can still maintain that illusion. And that illusion to them is far better than being alone because being alone to them, it's over. And that's the whole point. And if you can get, and this is what I do when I work with women or kids in prisons or when I work in corporations, get these people to believe in themselves, get these people to realize that who they are is priceless, that who they are is magnificent. And here's my mission. This is what I teach. The moment you take 100% responsibility for your greatness, your magnificence, your pricelessness, and love yourself unconditionally, then live that way without exception. I mean, without exception. That's when you end all of these internal struggles and once and for all have the life you've always wanted. And my Mm. job is to get them to take that responsibility. Instead of owning all the negative stuff about themselves, realize their truth. Because when they were going goo-goo-ga-ga, when they were little babies, they didn't have any negative stuff. It's all learned. And anything, yes. Brian, that you can learn, you can unlearn. Yes. And, and, and I'm with you is because, man, when you do, when you take, full, and I like what you just said, too, you, you want people to take full responsibility for their greatness. And uh, most people, you know, think that that's selfish or egotistical or all this other stuff. And I'm saying, man, get past that. I mean, it, it's, it's because of you. I mean, all the bad stuff is because of you. I mean, and, uh, and things that you've been through, you've got to learn from all of it. And, uh, golly, hey, Dershaw, now I know you've been doing this for, what, 30, 30 years now? I mean, how'd you get into this? I mean, what's, uh, this, I mean, this ain't your first rodeo. You just didn't wake up this morning and, and uh, think I'm going to do the 24-hour champion. <laughs> so, no, I, 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 mean, I didn't just uh, wake up. I had a really, <laughs> really tough childhood. I was a kid yeah. in school that everyone knew and no one liked. I had no friends. I was the misfit who didn't fit in with the misfits. I mean, in second grade, I was in the principal's office 14 days in a row. Mm. My, my life growing up, I mean, fourth grade, I was out in the hall the whole time. Sixth grade, we used to do things like put tax on our teacher's seat and get, just get in trouble over and over again. Eighth grade, my shop teacher used to throw me in the trash can um, mm. to get the help of the students. Tenth grade, I'm just jumping ahead. Tenth grade, my uh, English teacher threw me over his desk. Basically, I went to five high schools in four years in three cities in two states, and there was only one me in common, and I had problems wherever I went. And then wow. I joined the then I joined the military. Now yeah. get this, I was a medic trained to save people's lives, and my own unit voted me most likely to be killed by them because they figured they would safer <laughs> off with me dead than alive. I don't, I don't you know, know if that's funny, but yeah, that's a... Uh, it is funny, but it, I understand why you laugh. Everybody does, but that's how yeah. pathetic my life was, because I didn't believe in me. And, yeah. and then once I started to, that all turned around. And then after all those years of study, I started bringing it to the world. I said, you know what? I'm no different than anybody else. I'm just like you. I had the same problems, the same challenges. There's nothing special about me. I just was willing to look in the mirror and not stop mm-hmm. until I pulled all the layers of the onion away. And that's what made mm-hmm. my life work. That's why I wrote this book. That's why I travel. That's why I work with so many people. This is my dream, and there's no other reason for me to be on the planet but to do this work now. Mm. Now, I mean, I've got my own theories on how, you know, how quickly someone can change a, a, a habit or start a new lifestyle, but what's, uh, 
and I'm sure you have it in the book, but you know, how quickly do you think people can uh, you know, expect results or, 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 or change a habit? Well, like what I you hear 21 days, you hear 40 days, 40 nights. I mean, you hear so many different numbers. What, what do you think? The, the uh, standard thinking out there is it takes a lot of time and it takes a, a big process and 21 days and to create a new habit and so on and so forth. Look, here's the deal. In the moment, you have a new realization, a realization, not a fakeization. In other words, <laughs> you, you really get it in your head, not just in your head as a concept, but it hits your heart. Yes. In that moment, you can change and you can change permanently. When you see what you've done to yourself, when you see a core belief that's not working anymore, uh, like it's worked with a, a lady uh, 58 years old, hadn't been on a date in six years because of the belief she had about herself. Well, you know, if she hadn't been on a date in six years, what do you think she was believing? Well, she was believing no men want her, right? Great, that's the surface level. What's the truth? She didn't want her. She didn't like her. So she's thinking, well, nobody else is going to like her. Well, when she started realizing how powerful, how passionate, how sensual, how real, how awesome she was, how priceless she is, how worthy she is, in that moment she's like, oh, my God, men are going to be eating out of my hands now. And that's how quick you can change a belief, just by getting to the core, seeing it for what it is, discarding it, making a new decision, and in that moment, your life changes forever. Mm. See, and, and uh, I mean, I, I, I'm in 100% agreement with you. When uh, I share that with people, and when people are listening at it right now, and they're going, no, no, I've, I've tried to quit smoking this time, or I've done this many diets, and I've done this and that. And like you said, they haven't get to the core. They, they haven't had enough passion. I tell people, I say, look, if you've got a, a boiling hot pot of water on the stove, and you reach over there and uh, you grab it without the, the hand mitt on, and it burns you instantly, I said, how many times do you have to grab that before you realize that it's hot and you shouldn't grab it anymore? And everybody says, well, a fraction of a second from the time it takes me to grab it and it, you know, you pull your hand away, you, you know you're not going to go back and grab it anymore. And I said, that's, that's, that's that same concept that you can change that quickly when you, when you have, like you said earlier, when you have that much pain or when you have that much emotion behind it. And then, uh, you know, and, and then you know, doing some of the exercises that you have in your, 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 your book, The 24-Hour Champion. I mean, uh, that, that's pretty much it, isn't it? I mean, that's, that's, that's what you're saying also? It's exactly it. In fact, that's a perfect, perfect example. You see, touching that hot handle, they're going to have an instant awareness that that's not a good thing. But the problem with, say, smoking or eating is yes. the instant pain is not there. In fact, it's mm -hmm. opposite. It's instant pleasure and instant gratitude. But if they realize that the next time they smoked a cigarette, they would die, I'm pretty sure they're not going to smoke again. <laughs> that's the key. Mm. So they've got to create the pain for themselves. And if they do that and the pain is strong enough, then they will make that change. So great hey, example let, let me stop. water. Yeah, let, let, let me stop you real quick because I want to take another break, uh, pay for some bills. We're going to go to a commercial. When we come back, maybe you can give some examples or uh, maybe a technique or two that's in the book on how they can create that, that pain for themselves to get them to, like you say, that it is... Uh, burn in their hand or they when they do go to light up that cigarette they they do you know see that instant uh pain instead of the instant gratification because I, i'm with you so when we come back uh darshan will, will share that with us hopefully uh, we'll be right back 
Ooh, here we are. Thank you. Brian Adams on the Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. Uh, caffeine for the mind, thoughts that wake you up and make you think. Man, we've been going a mile a minute with my, my main man over here, Darshan. And uh, we were talking about making a change, you know, instant. You know, uh, as in if you uh, grabbed a, a pan of hot water and, and burnt yourself, you, you know, would instantly know not to grab that anymore. And, uh, and Darshan saying it's almost, it's, it's, pretty much the same if you wanted to quit smoking or uh, you know you change your eating habits but they, at the same time he mentioned uh, the, the problem with quitting smoking is there's there's that instant uh, uh, gratification as in as in a good thing so uh, that's where you start struggling you know mentally to, so to make that change Darshan you was going to kind of share with us on how they can uh, see the pain versus the, the gratification I mean what, 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 what's some things that people can do well, I'm going to take you through a very, very, very powerful exercise that's in the book that I've shared with all my live audiences, and it is something that will stay with your listeners for the rest of their lives just in the next few minutes, and it's mm. going to deal with both the pleasure and the pain. It's actually more pleasure-oriented, but when you get the core of it, you'll see that if you don't act from that place, it will become very painful, and mm -hmm. so... Here, I'll actually take you through it. I want you to look at the top of your pinky, just the top okay. of the, uh, where the nail is and just the meat of the top of your pinky right there. Now, I'm going to ask you some very funny-sounding things. Trust me, I've done this for over 30,000 people, so I know where it's going. If you go along with me, this will work great. So make pretend I could chop the top of your pinky off. Again, just where your nail is and right below the meat. It doesn't even go down the first knuckle. All right. Now, Brian, you're not going to feel a thing. No infection, no arthritis, no problems with his pinky from now until the day you die. As soon as I cut it off, it heals instantly. doesn't grow back. just looks like you never had the top of your pinky before. Does that make sense? Mm. Okay, so you're yes. with me so far. Now, I got you. All right, so I'm going to chop it off again. No pain, no infection, no arthritis, no problem. So I'm taking away all the reasons you would say, no, you, you can't have my pinky. And so what mm. I'm now going to do is reach into my pocket. I'm going to give you $10 million cash. Tax-free. It's all yours. Now, don't think about what you could spend the money on. It's just a value-for-value exchange. In other words, if you're wearing a watch and I said, I'll give you $10 million, you wouldn't think, oh, man, I could buy this and buy... No, you just take off the watch and give it to me. Same thing with your pinky. $10 million for the top of your pinky. And keep in mind, it's not about what you could spend the money on. It's just a value-for-value exchange. The last thing, the last rule is don't say yes or no for the purposes of this exercise. In reality, if I gave you $10 million for the top of your pinky, would you give it to me, yes or no? Yes. All right, great. Now we're going to go to the whole pinky. Same thing. No pain, no infection, instant healing. You can't get a pinky transplant, by the way. It's gone for good. And all the listeners be looking at your pinky, thinking about this. So if you were to sold the top of your pinky for $10 million, now we're going to go to the entire pinky. I'll give you $100 million more, so you'll have $110 million but the pinky on one of your hands is missing. Is that a yes or a no? Man, that one I'd have to almost say no or at least let me think about it. Well, I'll tell you what. You drive a hard bargain. I'll give you $500 million more. All right, take it. It's no pain. It's going to just heal over, right? Instantly. And no infection, no arthritis, no problems ever. It's already healed. Boom. And you have $510 million. Take it. You'll take it. All right, we'll go to the next, the entire next finger. Not just the top, the whole thing. Is it for sale? Uh, not anymore. I got, I got enough money to live on. 
No, remember I said don't think about what you can spend the money on? It's just <laughs> right, a value. No, think, think about this, because if I said, all right, you're going to give me a watch, I think, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a billion dollars. Give me your shoes. You wouldn't say, no, I already have enough money to live on. You take your shoes off, right? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Just a value for value exchange. If I say I'll give you a billion dollars more, would you do it? So you'd have a billion, five hundred and ten million, and two fingers missing permanently. It is, but and like you said, it's not so much. I'm not sitting here thinking I got five hundred million dollars. What can I buy? I got this house, that island. It's just you know, it's it's the exchange value, right? Right, just the exchange value. In other words, if I said I'll give just, you a billion okay. dollars for your shoes, you take off your shoes. You wouldn't think, no, I already have enough money to live on. You just give me your shoes. So no, Sean, you I wouldn't your... even take them off. I just jump out of them. <laughs> I just, I just jump out and say, here, man, here, they, they're here. <laughs> you want my socks too? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> All right, so, let's, so look, okay, now I'm looking at my hand and I'm losing fingers. So, uh, All right, so let's, we'll, let's com get... we'll complete the pinky exercise. That's what this is called, the pinky exercise. And believe me, you'll okay. never look at your pinky again in the same way. So you got your pinky missing and now the next finger missing. Now we're going to go to the old middle finger. Is that for sale? How much are you offering? You can, I'll tell you what, I'll let you name your own price. Man, I really like that. If, if I'm list, if I've already lost two fingers, I really don't want to lose anymore because I'm, I, I can't pick up anything. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm looking at my hand right now and it's, it's, uh, thank, thank goodness I'm married because it'd be hard to get a date. No problem. So you're going to stop it at two fingers for $510 million. I'm going to have to say I'm stopping. Okay, no problem. Now, to you and to all the listeners out there, if you would have stopped it or would have kept selling it, just think, whatever value you put on your pinky, whether it was the top, the whole pinky, or your next finger, or if you would have sold more, if just your two fingers, Brian, are worth that much, then how much is the rest of you worth? Mmm. Mmm. Yeah, see what you... Oh, yeah. That is. That's, that's hard hitting. I got well, 500 what, million just to think... Right. What's the answer? I, honestly, I think it goes back to we almost started off the call with, uh, like you said, priceless. That's exactly it. You, my friend, are an immeasurable treasure, and so is everybody else listening. You are invaluable, so valuable you can't put a price on that. And when you start seeing that and taking responsibility for that, if you're smoking or if you're in an abusive relationship, eating too much or not making the sales you want or whatever, you would say, wait a minute. If I'm priceless, would I do this to myself? Mm. And then the pain-pleasure principle really comes into play there. Because you go, no, a priceless person wouldn't smoke. priceless person wouldn't overeat. And it's only because you're not priceless or you believe you're not priceless. The reality is you are. But your beliefs dictate everything, especially the unconscious ones, as we said before. So if your belief is that you're worth less and you start believing you're priceless, and you can just look at your pinky from now on, because I know every time you look at your pinky from now on, you're going to go, I'm priceless. And that's an anchor, an anchor to your greatness, an anchor to your mm. pricelessness. And let it be a permanent reminder of your value and everybody who's listening. Oh, my God. That's a, 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 you're right, because I'm holding my hand out in front of me right now, and I'm looking at the pinky, and I'm looking at the other fingers, and I'm imagining it without it. And, and you're right, is... Uh, is is I mean, and and you were doing it. Uh, you were being nice and saying that you know you're going to cut off the pinky and it's it's going to heal over and there's going to be no pain and, and all the other stuff. But there's I mean there's people out there where you give them enough money and with the pain and, and they'd cut it off. But you've you've, you've got to get to that point to where when you realize 
yeah, you, you say how much if if if, you, if if your pinky's worth that much, how how much is it worth the rest of you? And it is. It comes back to that uh, Mastercard uh, commercial. You know, priceless. It's it's just priceless. And you, how do we get people to that point? Is there anything? I mean, because we're I mean we're we're we got maybe two minutes left, but I mean, and we're talking about the subconscious mind, and, and that's kind of hard for people to to really uh, you know get get their thoughts around, but. You know, is there something that they can do, you know, once we end the show that maybe they can dig a little deeper? Let, let's start with how they can actually find you, which websites or, or how they can get your no book problem. and maybe continue this. Let's start with that. The, the best and the easiest way for them to get a hold of me and, and the greatest thing they can do that will support them for free is go to www.thewordthe, so that's T-H-E, then the number 24, so it's a 2 and a 4, it's not spelled out. So the words of the number 24, the word hour, H-O-U-R, and then the word champion, C-H-A-M-P-I-O-N.com. And there they can start to learn a whole bunch of things. And what would be best is if they uh, put their name and email address in and sign up for my newsletter because it's chock-a-block full of personal development stuff that I write personally to help them transform their lives. There's no cost to it, no nothing. And if that supports them every week on their growth path, the other thing they can do is obviously grab a copy of my book. It's $20, and with that comes a half an hour of my time. So anybody who buys it, I will spend personally a half an hour with them on the phone in any area they get stuck just as a way of saying thank you for investing in yourself and in your future. And those are really quick, easy, and very obviously cost-effective ways uh, to get started, and if you buy the book and take the action steps necessary in the in the chapters of the book, because every chapter has things for you to do, your life has no choice but to change. So again, just go to www.the the number 24 the word hour champion.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Grab the book. Give me a call, and let's get your life moving. No, oh, that's uh, man. We're so that's a phenomenal offer. Uh, Desharn, thank you so much for just you know taking the time and and uh, I know you're there in beautiful New Mexico, taking the time out of your day to to share with us. And I mean, I know we just scratched the surface. Is uh, I'm going to bug you for your time, and maybe we can get you on here again. But everybody, please, again, that's uh, the the letter the number twenty four, the letter our champion, the twenty four hour champion dot com. Uh, just boy, like you said, get the newsletter, stay in touch with him, uh, keep tuning in. This is uh, the Brian Adams Radio Show, Caffeine for the Mind, thoughts that, wake you make, thoughts that Wake You Up and Make You Think. I want you to take today, make it better than yesterday, take tomorrow, make it better than today. Till we meet again, keep a smile on your face, God in your heart, me in your prayers. Thank you, Deshaun. Thank you, everyone. We are out of here. <laughs>